In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, it's that famous song, You Can't Always Please Everyone. Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. That's all you, baby. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. Quincy Moran, Jeannie Moran in the studio, and we are so thankful that you are spending some more time with us as we talk about pleasing everyone. Don't do it. I've got some details on that song I sang at the beginning. Before I do that, it is our contact information. Reach out to us on email, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com or on the Facebook at MVSM Podcast. And that's where you can reach out to us. Join us on Facebook. We do put out quotes and tips and pictures and videos and notes and messages, things for, uh, you know, that you guys can use to uh, interact with us. So today, it's You Can't Always Get What You Want. That was the song, but I sang it in a manner of You Can't Always Please Everyone. You see the genius in that? Sure. That's a no. But that's okay. Uh, I'm I'm phonetically and musically challenged, but I think I'm all right. So, honey, you probably do not know a bigger people pleaser than your husband, but wow, aren't I a people pleaser? I'm a recovering people pleaser. How about that? I was going to say, you're not so much anymore. You, you were for about 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just came naturally to me because I love to serve and build other people. I, you like I just, to make people happy. I love making people happy. Um, I just do. I just love it. It can be taken advantage of. I can overextend myself. Um, it can become unhealthy. You are very good at making others happy, but you weren't very good at making yourself happy. I know. I was always supposed to be last. But little did I know that if I wasn't happy, I couldn't authentically make my wife happy. No. Or my... No. You know, or my children happy because and, I was busy, out there busy pleasing other people. Well, so, and when you're not happy, my job's not done because my job was to make sure that you were cared for and happy. And, and if you don't know what makes you happy because you're busy focusing on everybody else, I give you an impossible task. Yeah. You know, of adding to my happiness. Because ultimately we are responsible for our own happiness. Um, well, consider the cycle there. My job, my thoughts were to make you happy. And your thoughts are to make me happy. So now we're fighting this vicious circle because you don't know what makes you happy. So I'm trying to make you happy not knowing what makes you happy. And now you're trying to make me happy because I'm unhappy that you're not happy. Do you see this ugly circle that we've just created? <laughs> yeah. And it would always come down to this. Where do you want to go to dinner? 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 Make a decision! And then we're mad going to dinner. Uh-huh. That's kind of funny. So look, um, very, very important topic today when it comes to you cannot please everyone. You got to figure out 
you have to determine and redefine for your relationship who comes first. There's been some uh, listener email and messages talking about a very sensitive subject, and it's, a, it's somewhere where we fell right smack dab in the middle of when it comes to pleasing your family, your in-laws, your, friend, your longtime friends, and making what they do a priority in fear of if you don't please them or defer or conform to what they want, what are they going to do? They're going to leave. They're going to hold it against you. They're going to punish you. Your kids are going to miss out. Your kids will miss out. But that just didn't work for us. The other one, which is just so silly to me, but we still... You could not handle somebody being mad at you. You could not handle somebody being upset with you. Now, when it comes to family, in-laws, things like that, I'm right there with you. I cannot stand for my mother to be upset with me. However, <laughs> such is life. We we all go through those moments where you do something and, you know, I did it as a teenager. I'm sure you did. Your mom would say, well, I'm going to let you make your own decision. And you knew Mm-hmm. You knew if mm-hmm. you made your own decision, she was not going to be happy. And then you'd do it anyway. And when you get back, you'd get the inevitable, I told you so. Yep. <laughs> and it's always coming. It comes to that. Now, here's a few examples, you know, in just in our life. And it seems like some of you listeners are also struggling through this. But I'm telling you, it's it's scary before you start doing it. The more you do this, the easier it becomes because you start to really build intimacy within your relationship because you create boundaries and non-negotiables that say these things must come first. And I'm not saying that it's stone cold all the time. There are negotiations, but we we suffered through this because we didn't know any better when it came to planning our wedding, having our first child, Interacting with family and friends during the holidays. What to watch on TV with your children. Yeah, (laughs) church family. Um, It really comes down to those times in your life where you think you have to bow down, take a step back, or defer to what other people want for your relationship and your kids and your time and your energy and your future and your plans. And the hardest thing for Jeannie and I is we thought we had to because we owed these people something. Oh, yeah. You know, we thought we had to 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 change our time or do things according to their schedule because hey, it's our it's our parents. We we have to do it. Um, because we owe them for something. Or I didn't want the help to go away. If or you got yeah. upset, then they wouldn't be here to help me when I needed somebody to come watch the kids so that I could have my three-hour break from the house to go grocery shopping. Right. <laughs> and so these things come up. So it's like, even, uh, even like we've talked about recently, planning a birthday party. Y- you know, wanting to make everybody happy 
So in turn, nobody's happy. And it's it's a scary thing. And, you know, the relationship that you had with your parents, the relationship I had with my parents, the relationship I had with my grandmother, you know, there sometimes there are some controlling factors there. And if you're a young couple, a young relationship, and you don't know when it's time to say when or how to stand up for yourselves or realize that you're actually creating something new, you can lose yourself in these situations. And it will take a toll on your relationship because maybe one of you wants to stand up and say, no, we're not doing this. We're going to do what's best for our family. We're going to do what's best for our child. We're going we're gonna to create something new. And if you want to be a part of that, please come be a part of it. It's, and I'm not trying, not trying to be hateful, but let's just take a look at our wedding plans. It, the wedding was supposed to be about us. And you almost didn't get the bridesmaids dresses you wanted because people were complaining about the color. No, I almost didn't get the bridesmaids that I wanted because True. that's the way things went down. But um, yeah, we we had issue over color. We had issue over dress style. We had issue over cost. We had issue over um, our honeymoon, where we were going. Mm-hmm. We had issues over um, where we were going to live. Were we going to live in the old apartment? Were we going to get a new apartment? Um, we, yeah, we had a lot of, we didn't use a church. We went to a city hall banquet room because we wanted your grandfather to do the ceremony. Right. And there were those who were opposed to it because of your parents' divorce and not wanting to have the certain people involved in certain processes in the wedding. And it's like, I don't want to do it in the church because the church will require their pastor. This is your grandfather who has been a pastor for all of your life. And this was a moment that you wanted. Mm -hmm. So we pushed for it. We fought people about it, but we pushed for it. But it was what was important to us. And, And it was almost like we could have lost all the things we wanted if we were deferring to everybody else's wants. We did lose some. We we did give in to some things when it came to the wedding. Um, but ultimately, we got the majority of what we wanted. Over the years, we've learned, though, we gave up once. We're not giving up anymore. It's It's us and our kids and what we want, what's important to us is first and foremost now. 20 years ago, not so much. Well, and, and just another example, and I hope these examples are helping you to identify areas in, in your life that may be contentious in your relationship of where you're trying to please everybody and not put yourselves and your family first because it's very important. And that can kind of sound selfish, but you you have created a brand new life a brand new relationship, a brand new direction for you and another person. So while there are family traditions, there needs to be negotiations because what what desires or expectations do you have to build for your family? What 
what is what was in your heart for your relationship what was in her heart for this relationship what um traditions did you want to start or maybe carry on when you got married you know looking at this and and thinking about it now when we talked about the things that attracted us to each other the things that that drew us to each other yours for me was my rebellion and so often through our marriage in the beginning and in dating there was a pull from various people because of of how things went where it was like I needed to reform to where you came from I needed to bend to you needed to conform yeah I I needed to change who I was to become what you needed and looking at it now it's like but I was what you needed I've always been what you needed or you wouldn't have come to me in the first place right and there were there were friends of mine that came to me and said I don't like her for you they were not part of the wedding they were not <laughs> um you know there were people that did not see this relationship happening and you know one of the things that after our relationship happened and we um finally got pregnant um you know one of our one of our sets of parents um was like insistent that after our child was born then our kid was going to come to their house first and you know i was out talking to one of our parents and you know they were like hey don't fight it just let it be what it is and that was not it wasn't in me to do that. Okay, he's not talking about a visit. He's talking about like the baby and me being there during the day and us staying the night there and living there for the first few weeks while he goes to work so that I could have help. This was the intention. But, and, and we argued over this because I was scared to death being a new mom. But I'm glad that he put his foot down and that we agreed to do it the way that we had originally planned because I needed that time with our son to figure out who he was, who I am, how, what he needed from me, because had I let them make those decisions for us, my child wouldn't have been reliant on me. It would have been reliant on the first person who picked him up when he cried. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, it's a bonding period that needed to take place. And I didn't think about it at the time until we finally got through the uh, catastrophic argument that we had. <laughs> that was a good argument. I'm sure the neighbors appreciated it. Well, and, and you know, it, it was scary for me because I had to go and sit in front of one particular parent and explain why my son would come home after he was married. And I don't know that I don't know that I could speak as loud as your after fear. After he was born. Huh? After he was born. Oh yeah. Yeah. After he was born. I don't know what I said after he was, was pregnant. Married. Uh, after we were married. Yeah. So why I had to explain why my son was gonna come to our home after he was born as opposed to going somewhere else. And I just felt in my gut that no matter if this is a temporary place, it's our apartment, we're planning on moving at some point, it's still the principle of the matter that he should come to his home where his mother and father uh, live, work, provide, and just the place that we've created. It, it was the bond. It, it, it's a necessary bond. 
that needs to happen. Now, if maybe maybe for you, y'all decided if if you've by some weird chance experienced this, and maybe you've decided for you both that because of one person's career, it's safer, you know, for you to do that. If that's what you both decided, and it's what you both wanted, I'm not coming down on that. That's fine. But we're just for, talking about what worked for us. Yeah, it, it was our journey, and that that's where we're at. And for us, it was like, no, our children need to come home. And little did I know the next group of kids that we would have that were born wouldn't have that opportunity right away. No. They spent the first part of their life on life support. So it, it was even more important that he did come home, and we didn't – actually, we didn't agree about that with Hunter – I don't know at what point you're saying now that, that you do appreciate that. I don't know if we ever came back to that, to visit that and say, you know, are you okay or, or what? <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a very contentious time, but I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't have it within me to just capitulate and say, that's fine, you know, and I'm a stubborn, I'm a stubborn person. I'm a hard-headed person. Um but at that point, I felt like it, it was what was best. And for some reason, the information you were getting, the opposite was best. And you weren't, I don't know, maybe you weren't being given that opportunity to stand up on your I own. I think it fed into my own insecurities. Yeah. Because I, like I said before, I had the expectation of what my job would be as a mom. And I was already scared that I was going to fail at this. I wasn't going to do well at it. I wasn't going to know what to do. And having someone come in and say, well, just come stay with us and I'll help you. It was like, oh, well, I can't fail if somebody else is helping me, right? Yeah. I, I can't, I, if I don't know what to do, surely the other person will know what to do. True. So that was like a, a very defining moment, I think, for us, even though for a while I think it still caused some contention between us and, and our parents. And, you know, then you look at, uh, Hunter's first birthday party. And I think we all kind of agreed it would be a good idea. So Hunter was born, and on the same day, same hospital, same year, an hour later, my niece was born. And it was pretty cool because um, Jeannie and my sister got to share the same hospital room, and the family got to come and visit. And, and, and your sister is very good at saying, y'all get out. Yeah. I want to sleep, so I didn't have to worry about being the ugly bad guy because when she was done, it was like, bye. Yeah. There's the door. Yeah, didn't nobody <laughs> wants to try to cross her. I um, appreciated that. <laughs> and then when it came time with the first birthday, we did their first birthday together. together. They were like one year old twins, but not twins. It's it's yeah, funny. Irish you know? twins. Um and so that was an expectation. I think we were both on board with that. We yeah, we were on board with it and what ha what we had done with that was his sister and I got together and said, Okay, this is what the theme I want to do for Hunter. This is the theme she's going to do for Tatum. And then we were going to kind of correlate the color scheme and all that. But we had agreed this was the best way to do things because it was a first birthday. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was uh, that I think went better because we had already decided that that would be a good idea. Now, when he got older, and, and we she started, got older. and she got older. She wants to do the girl thing. He wants to do his own thing. Hunter is not a birthday party guy. Um, his autism doesn't like birthday parties near as much as experiences. Mm -hmm. So 
as it got they got older it was well she's going to have a party and the girls are all invited and it's going to be a girl thing and hunter was not necessarily invited but hunter was going to go do his own thing and that at first it was like well the families want to see everybody they want to do a party hunter doesn't do parties as hunter got older it just became we need to step in here and let you guys know we'll do a cake and we'll have everybody yeah. over on a Sunday. We'll do a barbecue. But it won't be a birthday party. Yeah. It will be a everybody come to dinner. We'll have a cake. That's the end of that. For his actual birthday, Hunter would prefer that you give him money towards this experience that he wants to do. Yeah. And that and that's something that, you know, when it talks about not pleasing everybody, maybe that didn't make everybody happy, but it was what was right for Hunter. It was necessary. And... You know, so the, those are a couple examples. And, you know, when it comes to the holidays and the your family you know, or your friends and them expecting certain things of you and you, you know, deferring to them so that you don't make them mad or upset. If you're having those situations, you should really take a step back and, and reconsider. And this is for husbands and wives. Maybe some of it's healthy. Maybe you have a grandparent that is 80s, 90s late 90s, hundreds, and there is a tradition that you want to continue, but you still want to create something new for yourself, but you're worried that that's going to cause your family to get upset. It's okay if people get upset. You have created a new family for yourself, and um, it's very important that you get together, you decide who comes first in your relationship? What does that look like? Where do you draw the line? Because you've got to, you need to know boundaries where these things are. And that's where, that's kind of the next part of what I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is creating boundaries. And one thing Coach Rita, out of the many things she taught us, is you teach people how to treat you. If there's somebody in your life that you've constantly deferred to, and I was so bad at doing this, uh, a particular friend of mine that was my mentor, I was on hands and f hands and knees. I would do anything to help this person because I felt like I owed it to them for all that they had done for me. So they run in. If they ever came in, hey, you want some coffee? What do you want? Sugar. You want milk? You want this? You want that? Hey, let me just take care of you. I'll do it. What else you got going on? How can I help you? And it was unhealthy. Matter of fact, my brother saw it, and he would constantly accuse me of being this particular person's yes man. And I admitted it. I was. I just, I really appreciated. But aside from that, you know, if you don't do things to please people like that, then you start to get punished or you feel their wrath. The example we have of that, um, I had decided to try something new with music. And Quincy and I had made an agreement for three months. I was going to be working out. I was going to be doing voice coaching. I had these different things that I wanted to do for a goal that I had for myself. Whether anything came of it didn't matter. This was the goal. We had agreed to it. If you've met Quincy... You have a goal. Let's meet a goal. I'll help you get to the goal. What do you need me to do Woo! to get you to the goal? Let's do so, it. We had this all lined out and I had been doing all these things for three months. Now this particular friend's wife's birthday came up 
And I had already, I had been doing all of my things for three months and my best friend had contacted my husband behind my back and said, I'm going to take her for the day. She needs a break. Can I go take her to go do this? Absolutely no problem. He made all the arrangements. Unbeknownst to me, this was a present for me to congratulate me and give me a, yay, you've done it. Let's take a breather. Well, the friend's birthday or wife's birthday came up and it happened to be on this day. They made plans for dinner. We got a call two days beforehand. Quincy says, sorry, can't do it. My wife has plans. Okay, well, can you come later in the evening? I don't know how long her plans are going to be. We already have plans. Don't wait for us. Go have a good time. We'll meet with you another time. We'll do it a, a different day. Okay, sure. No problem. The day of the birthday, I'm gone. I'm doing my thing with my friend. I'm enjoying my time. They call again. Okay, well, we've pushed the uh, reservation back. So you guys will have plenty of time to finish whatever it is that she's doing. And then you can meet us. We're saving you a spot. Never once did they hear, no, we can't do this right now. There's something else going on. My wife has something going on. I was the priority for Quincy in that moment to make sure that I got my time away I got my ad a girl for reaching my goal and doing my thing. And this person who was supposed to be a close friend just was not hearing that. And and to further that, after it was over, you know, I got a call and a lecture about how it made his wife feel that we weren't there. When I made it I made it clear that we wouldn't be able to make it. So why did you save seats for us? Why did why did this happen? But I I was the one who didn't draw these lines and these boundaries and it's interesting because this person is is one of the people that taught us about who has to come first. Well, how would your wife have felt if you told me that I needed to cancel my plans which you and my best friend had made for me you went through all this trouble to make for me how would i have felt had you told me i need you to change your plans because we need to go to so-and-so's birthday party instead that wouldn't have mattered to anybody but you right. because ultimately it would have been a hurt for me those are the things that we didn't catch until we got into the situation and thank God we'd already been counseling with Rita. So we kind of right. saw these things. It That was an aha moment to go, Oh, Whoa, Whoa, wait a minute. Your wife is a priority, but mine's not allowed to be. That's not right. okay. And ultimately it comes, it comes down to, we needed to create some boundaries in our life to say, this is how far it's like Gandalf thus far and no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like Coach Rita says, you got to look at it as a neighborhood and what people have access to your kitchen, your living room, what people have access to your front yard, the sidewalk across the street, outside the neighborhood. And it drew, it really illustrated to us where people uh, belong in our life and what access they have to our life and what access they have to changing the plans in our life. So I'm asking you both, um, I'm asking you, the listener, to have a discussion and and kind of look back at our show about expectations and say, well, what are our expectations for our family, for our family time together, for our marriage and getting away with each other, and for holidays, for birthdays, and have the courage to develop a plan between yourselves, and then it's going to be scary, but have the confidence to go forward with the plan. And if people, 
uh, leave or treat you poorly or punish you for it, then maybe you need to reconsider the boundaries for where those people belong in your life. Because in our life, in our journey, our marriage comes first. It has to come first. We made that commitment to one another. It comes first. Then we, then we, you know, prioritize with our children, then with our family, then with our friends. And that is where it has really proven to be a very, very positive situation for us in our life. So I hope, I hope this helps. And know that, you know, these things may not always be set in stone. Sometimes there's negotiations after you've already established what it looks like for you. But you have to do, I I don't want to say you have to. What has helped us the most is understanding the people that we want to please the most live under our roof. And it starts with our relationship. And by pleasing them, it means meeting their needs first. And, I mean, hey, there's emergencies that come up. So you you go and you help because you love and that's what family and friends do. But that's a separate situation from what I'm talking about right now. Guys, I hope this show helped you. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you reach out to us if it's something you're struggling with. I am certain that thanks to our journey, we can help you out. So, until the next episode, go get them! The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.